This is Saturday Morning Mysteries. And we're your hosts, Alexis and Grace. Hello, everyone. Happy Saturday morning and welcome to another episode of Saturday Morning Mysteries, where we are your hosts. I'm Alexis. I'm Grace. And the reason we're laughing is because (laughs) two seconds before starting recording, I had the hiccups and very likely may get them again while talking. So on that note, I'm going to hand it over to Grace because she is doing her last episode of our Charlie Chan, the Amazing Chan and the Chan Clan episode arc. We're winding down. We've got one more episode next week. But until then, Grace is going to grace us with yet another Wonderful episode, I assume. Yes, indeed. So, awesome. Alexis, uh, mm-hmm. I'm doing episode 15 of uh, the show entitled okay. White Elephant. And mm-hmm. as in my last, so my last couple episodes that I've done, I have really gone down the rabbit hole of getting into the history of the places that the Chan family goes to. Yeah. I don't know why I've just been like, intrigued by these different countries and that because they go international i think that's why i've been excited to like wildly speculate of like what was going on in those countries um and how the chan family's uh presence folds into it or the crimes fold into it and including some speculation as to why or why not mr charlie chan has been in places like in my Greece episode right before coups happen. Right. <laughs> so we start off in the early oh. 1970s in the oil-rich Middle East. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. <laughs> Just kidding. Can you imagine how oh. badly I would fuck up trying to lay out the history of any oh, oil-rich country and why an American private security contractor is there? I would send anyone from any of the countries I would have chosen and probably Uh like accidentally commit treason, tying (laughs) all of that together. Just blame it on Hanna-Barbera. Blame it on Hanna. We do for any of my problems. Yeah. (laughs) So I will say we are, like in your last episode, in a vague, nondescript country. Um, But the writers pulled like an Aladdin and made this episode a mixture of like, Vaguely Iraqi, vaguely Saudi, vaguely Moroccan, vaguely Egyptian, vaguely Ottoman Empire, and vaguely Indian architecture and setting. So, gosh, we clearly had never traveled to any of those places. Yeah, they were like, let's look at the Mideast and Northern Africa, make this a thing, sprinkle in some India into it. Um, Although, notably, Aladdin came out in 1992, so perhaps Disney was inspired mm-hmm. by this episode in the vagueness of where the fuck they are. Right. So, rather than speculating around the time and place that this story happens in, again, because of the vagueness and also because, as I said, could you even imagine me trying to take on any of those places I just named. I feel like we have American. tried in the past, but we pretty much ginned it up to something happened. We're not yeah. going into it. Just yep. know it happened. Just know <laughs> it went down. It so instead, I'm going to start off at the top 
Um, with some speculation around our uh, the the characters that the Chans are running into in this episode, um, because I want you to be thinking about who could have done it, uh, who who had the motive to commit a crime here um, okay. throughout this episode. Mm-hmm. So first, we have the Sultan of this land, and this is Sultan Habib. And he's actually, and this is actually in the episode, he's an old classmate of Charlie Chan, which is why the Chans are there. So uh, I believe that Sultan Habib, now a bit heavier set in his older age with a graying mustache, um, was the eldest son of this royal family. And thus, like the eldest son, the heir of the throne. So he received the best education possible, probably studying abroad with Charlie Chan somewhere like Oxford or the mm-hmm. like, um, in preparation um, that he would someday, someday rule this country. Um, Habib knew that this was his path and approached it with great respect. He seems to be a very calm ruler who doesn't really look to rock the boat in any way. Uh, I can say nothing of his actual policies, but he has definitely <laughs> been the head of the country for some time. Okay. So then we have Tien, who is, I believe, the younger brother of Habib. He's kind of got similar, like, thick eyebrows, but he's definitely a little younger because his facial hair is still black. He's not okay. gone gray yet, or he dyes it. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, he's got an but... image to maintain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm the younger brother here. <laughs> um, and since Tien was second in line for the throne, he was able to have a little more freedom in his life, a little less pressure put on him, So he was able to explore a little more and his passion. And this part is not speculation because it comes up in the episode is illusions and magic. So I think he wanted to be a magician, but even second in line for the throne has Royal duties to attend to. Absolutely. So he was forced to be his brother's grand vizier, which according, and that's in the episode, that's his title which according to Wikipedia is, quote, the title of the effective head of government of many sovereign states in the Islamic world. Gotcha. So, again, a nod to where are we? Who knows? But also a nod to, like, country of sorts. Yeah, an Islamic country of some sorts. And also that, like, Tien, again, was forced to, like, take on a bunch of responsibility when all he wanted in life (laughs) It's just be a magician. He like studied it in school, everything, <laughs> magic and like showmanship. And then uh-huh. he like studied you know. under Harry Houdini. Who yeah. knows? I don't know what Harry Houdini, <laughs> Houdini was learn? happening. Probably. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? He, he's rich. Who so knows? his parents could make it happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make you want to be taught work. by Harry Houdini? Fine. Oh, wait. Just kidding. No, we actually need you to be the Grand Vizier. Exactly. Sorry. They were like, ooh. <laughs> you had some other type of like geopolitical studies in uh, magician school, I hope. Great. <laughs> right, right. Get in here. Yeah. Your brother gets to be the Sultan, but you got to, sorry, you got to yeah. have this role. Um, all the family has to have some role. You can't actually spend your whole life being a magician. You got to mm-hmm. get a job at some point. I mean, magicians are a job too, but absolutely not for a but royal family. They're not exactly. They're not politicians or world uh, leaders. Exactly. Well, they maybe they should uh, be. Anyway, yeah, they're all illusionists in their own way. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, they're all liars in their own way. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, 
Um, next in the royal family, we have Sabu, who is probably looks like he's in his like early 20s, late teens. I think he's the son of someone in the royal family, like another one of the siblings, maybe. It doesn't seem like he's the Sultan Habib's son. Um, because he his role is kind of like their like royal assistant, but he definitely he's not like a like a servant he's definitely still part of the royal family maybe he's like studying under his two yeah Mm -hmm. like he's studying under his two uncles exactly like definitely some strings are pulled to be a chief of staff situation Mm -hmm. here um some nepotism going down Uh, exactly so he's like some type of prince of some variety um Yes, he's helping his uncles out uh, at the palace, helping rule the country. Uh, he's very smart. Um, but again, we know that he's also a prince because his casual hobby is flying planes. This oh. does come up in the episode. Oh. Um, okay. So yeah. yes, both very smart, but also like a lavish playboy prince being flown or flying wherever he wishes. Mm-hmm. I think he's still finding his path in life of like, should I go be lavish playboy? But I also want to be powerful and rule a country one day. So options. <laughs> he's got options. That's what <laughs> happens when you're rich. And Tian's probably watching it being like, I thought I had options too. <laughs> you don't. You got that royal blood. One day they're going to take it all away from you and you're going to have to. And step up. You're going to take my job one day. (laughs) Exactly. When I retire and I can be a magician. Magician. Finally. Imagine. Well, no, there are people who I guess dream of that. But I was like, just imagine that being like your dream when you're like from the richest family in the country. And you're like, no, I just want to be a magician. (laughs) Have we talked about that you have not fully watched Arrested Development? Or like you've only seen some episodes? I don't know, like on this podcast, but in like. In real life, yeah, yes, we like, have. Job, who's the oldest son, is a magician, but he's like, <laughs> I'm an illusionist father. And like, oh my that gosh. is his life goal. So this whole time I was just like, oh, Tien is Job. He's Job. Got it. Gotcha. Just hope it, wishing that he's an illusionist. Um, so also in this episode, we have some commoners. So we have Abdullah, who is a very large ripped man who wears a... Uh, shirtless he's shirtless he just has a vest on okay. talked about mm-hmm. in our past episodes it yeah. happens yeah um he also wears a white ta- or a talisman of a white elephant which makes mm. sense because his job at the palace is the royal keeper of like the elephants okay. um he's a very serious man who sultan habib trusts and often sends off on like additional private missions for him um so he's in with the sultan and then we have Mahout, who works with Abdullah. His depiction, not great. Borderline, is this man enslaved here? We Ooh. don't know. He's like in rags and like, it's not great. He's in rags. He's very much like serving Abdullah, working with the elephants here. But okay. even with that, Mahout hopes to one day for the elephants um in abdullah's role so maybe he just wears rags because he doesn't want to get his nice clothes dirty yes i did literally write (laughs) that um even though abdullah like does not he like absolutely treats him less than does not like him he makes him pick up the literal shit jobs with the elephants so like yes that is a good point he's like i'm gonna get covered in elephant shit yeah why i'm gonna wear nice things that's a good point 
He's definitely a laborer who's not appreciated and valued for the yes. time he's putting into his work. Yes, yes. yes. But also maybe he's not a, maybe he's not enslaved. Mm-hmm. We don't know what country this is. So. <laughs> uh, or what Finally. year. Oh, I guess it's 1972, but nah, we'll act like we don't know. Yeah, we're not going to get into that. So yeah. finally, we have a father and son. Um, the son remains unnamed. Gosh, a lot of people I got to remember. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm doing it up top to be like, trying. Yeah. here's the cast of characters in addition to the 12 person family of the 10 uh, kids and Charlie Chan and Choo Choo. <laughs> that's why we're running through it at the top here. So Ooh. you can get the profiles up top. All right. All right. So. The father and son. The son is a child. He remains unnamed. The father, they refer to as the faker, but it's kind of mean. He's just a snake charmer and showman who like regularly comes to play at the Royal Palace. His son is part of the show. For example, we do see like part of their, their situation where like, again, to be like, ooh, mysterious snake charmer. They're like wearing eyeliner and again, wearing, just wearing rags again to be like, we're commoners. That's the Mm -hmm. sign of it, I guess, in this episode. (laughs) But he like plays music on like the big flute. And like in this case, instead of a snake coming out, it's this like a rope magically rises out of the basket and becomes Mm -hmm. like taunt. So the son who again is a child, like climbs up to the top of the rope and then in a snap, like he hits a note and the sun disappears at the top, but reappears oh. below behind some curtains. He like steps out in smoke. So Tien's like, <laughs> that's what I want with life. <laughs> My next slide is, I feel like they get invited to the palace by Tien who wants to live <laughs> out his magician dreams vicariously through that. So yes, <laughs> exactly. Amazing. <laughs> yes. You hit the nail on the head. I think they're here because <laughs> Tian is like, we went to magician school together and he, <laughs> at the yeah, time. He was at the top he, of our class. Yeah. He was my or greatest he was second to me. <laughs> yeah. But now he's just my greatest desire to live <laughs> his life. <laughs> so. That's the sitch going into this. A lot of cast of characters. We join Charlie yeah, Chen, uh, Charlie Chan, greeting his old friend, the Sultan Habib, at the palace. Um, <clears throat> and Charlie and his brood of children uh, were, I think they happened to be in the area of this country. And so they were invited for the traditional ceremony of this country, just entitled The White Elephant. And by the sounds of it, this traditional ceremony, I don't don't know if it's an annual ceremony or every five years, who knows, but basically by law and by culture, it solidifies the Sultan's position by allowing him to ride the sacred white elephant of the country. So there is an actual sacred white elephant. In this case, its name, another character here is Singha. Which, Singha. I don't know what that is in Arabic, but Singha is a Thai beer. It's like a beer in Thailand that has okay. a mythical golden lion on the label that maybe is actually, that means it in Thai. We don't know. Again, sprinkling in just whatever country they feel like. Yeah, you know, this at this point. Episode. Yeah. It's a free-for-all. 
the writers just ran with it, ran yeah. wild. <laughs> they didn't have Google to fact check themselves yeah. <laughs> or the audience couldn't fact check it. So, or the time or budget to go to the library or anything yeah. and like research it. Nope. Like, no, we got to get this on the air in two hours. <laughs> Crank it out, baby. Yeah. Um, so yes, um, Charlie is honored to be there joining his friend for this very important ceremony. Um, you know, when they were back in school, I imagine that Sultan Habib would tell Charlie saying like, one day I get to ride the white elephant when I become Sultan, like I get this great honor. This solidifies my rule. Um, it's very traditional in our country and very important. And so Charlie is very honored that he's able to be there for his friend yeah. um, during, again, this traditional ceremony. So as they start to catch up, uh, Prince Sabu comes to get them, telling them like, all right, this like multi-day celebration and ceremony is, it's got to get started. Um, and it starts with, uh, the Sultan like kicking the ceremony off with beating Singha. Um, so on the way to like the enclosure, the pen, wherever elephants are kept, Pen sounds so sad, but also yes. maybe accurate. The elephant house. Yeah, they're okay. Um, they, you know, grab the kids. They were in the middle of watching the father and son magic duo, seeing the trick I previously described. They mm -hmm. are clapping away. They are impressed. Um, so they go to meet Singha in his elephant palace. That's what we're going to call it. Um, where... There are other <laughs> elephants who are clearly watching Singha with like great honor and like reverence. Because oh. um, Singha is like, because the ceremony is about to start, he is decked out in the nines in like ceremonial elephant garb. He's got like mm -hmm. a headdress going on. He's got like blankets and scarves on him draped across his back lined with gold yeah good thing ha is basically the sultan of the elephants <laughs> they bow down to him probably all all lion king if they would have like it would have happened mm -hmm. um and so habib has the food and he's like explaining to the chans that part of this ceremony um, yes, is like kicking off this multi-day ceremony with the honor of uh, feeding Singha like some special food. Um, and as Habib is explaining this part of the ceremony to the Chans, um, we, the viewers, see both in kind of the back of the elephant palace, which part of it is like tented in, um, we see someone with a machete slitting open the back of the tent. Oh, Meanwhile, on the other side of the enclosure, we see someone like peeking through part of the fence and dumping mice into the enclosure. Because oh, as we know, yes, elephants are scared of mice. Mm -hmm. I think there's a phrase that goes with it. I didn't look it up. Uh, I just said, oh, yeah, this is a reference to elephant being scared of mice. So yeah. <laughs> the sight of the mice sends the other elephants absolutely buck fucking wild. <laughs> and they start stampeding. Oh, no. Which would be terrifying. Correct. Yes, this enclosure. As a side note, one time, 
Justin and I were almost stampeded by elephants. Oh, God. When we were in Thailand, a long story short, we were in the countryside. The like army veteran or like veterinarian, not veteran, like came and like, that's the day where all of the people in this town get their elephants checked because they just had them as like pets and to help work the rice fields. So the family we were with, we were like, you want to go see? And we were like, for sure. And everyone was like super casual about the elephants. Like there was literally a teenager like texting while sitting on the head of one of the elephants. It was like (laughs) truly no big deal. And Justin and I did not know what the fuck to do. And like, got too close to one of them and they were like back the fuck up and one of the elephants like wanted to stomp on us um oh and then this like little old lady who definitely was like four feet tall just like took a twig and just like smacked the elephant in the head and it was like i'm sorry <laughs> backed up so that happened and then another time um a baby elephant took its trunk God and like moved justin out of the oh way so yes legitimately they are scary. They will yes. stomp you. They're very big. Um, yes, very big. And so Charlie, obviously being like, this is some bad shit, rushes mm-hmm. his kids out of danger's way while Good. guards rush in to get the Sultan out of the way from danger as well. But when the dust settles, Singha is gone. Uh oh. So if this was just a missing elephant on a random day, obviously it would be an issue. Mm-hmm. but not dire you know if just an elephant like ran off to the jungle they'd be like all yeah. right we we'll gotta find it later yeah yeah like make sure everyone's okay it's tagged right it's tagged it's also <laughs> an elephant we can yeah. probably find it running <laughs> through the jungle uh-huh. especially like all well i guess it wouldn't be all adorned and like wearing all the stuff if it yes. were any other day but either but, way yes. like <laughs> A we'll, elephant we'll running it. through a jungle. Like they're not the this, it's not like a cheetah, the super speedy. Like we'll <laughs> find it. Right. It's a giant fucking elephant. God, could you imagine if elephants were as fast as cheetahs anyway? Oh go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. That would be so cute, actually. <laughs> what's so destructive? If they could like yeah, climb trees. Yeah, that'd be absolutely horrifying. Yeah. I guess I was just thinking, but, like, watching it on planet Earth versus experiencing uh, it in yes, real life. Yes, true. I'll watch the documentary of it, but yeah, don't get me wanna, anywhere near it. I don't want to anyway. be around it. Yes, no. it's terrifying. I rescind my previous statement. I don't want to be caught in that, especially because like, it's like a herd. Anyways, we're not yes. elephant oh, experts God. here. <laughs> Believe it or not. So today, though... With Singha, panic immediately ensues because not only are they like, wait a second, this is a little, this is dicey because a stampede just happened Mm -hmm. um, with the Sultan here. But the law and culture of this land says if the Sultan is not able to ride the sacred white elephant during the ceremony, the Sultan must relinquish his power. Oh. So like, Sultan, you got a tummy ache that day? Too bad. Too bad. Get up on there. Get on that fucking elephant because mm-hmm. otherwise you're not salting anymore. Dang. So a lot is better writing. than democracy, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. The electoral mm-hmm. college is broken. We need yeah. systems like this. We need elephants. Bring, <laughs> bring in the elephants. Bring in the elephants. Oh, God. What would it be? Sorry. What Maybe would it not be? America. Because- 
Yeah. A political party is represented by elephants. I don't oh, want to true. Yeah, it's it's got to be neutral. I was going to say, what's like the quint? It's like a deer or something. <laughs> bring, bring in the moose. Ride bring... in the bison. Yeah. Ride the bison. Something like that. Uh, oh, I mean, that'd be pretty cool, actually. That would be, yeah, I, I would vote for someone also, if they like. Also fucking terrifying. <laughs> yes. Bison are not to be fucked with. <laughs> So everyone I already named rushes into the elephant enclosure to make sure the Sultan is okay. Uh, As a reminder, that's Tien, Sabu, Abdullah, Mahout. Um, I guess the father and son don't come, but everyone else does. And once they confirm that everyone, the Sultan and the Chans and everyone else in the enclosure is okay, they all turn to Abdullah to be like, yo, why the fuck do your elephants just freak out? Um, (laughs) And maybe Singha is indeed in the jungle, freaked out about that stampede that just went down. But our ever-sharp Charlie Chan doesn't think this was an accidental stampede. And he thinks that someone stole Singha, making this a national emergency. Briefly, a segment. Is this the same country as your previous episode? Oh, God. Is Prince Harim the son of Sultan Habib? And this is another attempt at bringing down the royal family. Right. Was They're just under attack. Meant to be stampeded in this moment and wasn't. Um, <laughs> is this all conspiracy by whatever terrorist group perhaps uh, was uh, the culprit behind kidnapping the prince? Perhaps I don't know. A multi-episode I, arc. Yes. I don't know, but I'm very chains. positive. And I think we should speculate about this at the end. We should. So, we should. I'll keep that in mind. Yes. Another thing to keep in mind for I'm giving you a yes. lot of work in this episode. God, I have a headache already. <laughs> so Mahout then opens up his hand to reveal that he found mice in the enclosure, something that they are very careful to never have around because the mice were still scurrying around oh okay you yeah, said yeah. So he went and like, is he like holding the mice he just he like look oh i mean <laughs> he does mice do crawling that, yeah. all over his arms there's only two but he does oh, go okay. and find them and he's like we never have rodents in here this is the royal elephant enclosure mm-hmm. look and the mice are just look. like ah, snake, snake. <laughs> they're pretty cute honestly oh, yeah. um <laughs> i just thought oh, of this because like this confirms that this is indeed a like royal conspiracy, but like yeah. in and just tying all of our shows together. Oh no! <laughs> in the fact that in Chippendale Rescue Rangers, we think that there's like an alternate but exactly matching like rodent universe, like adjacent, like a parallel. Yeah, yes, it parallels the word. These that, mice like, are spy. <laughs> that at the same time, Chippendale rescue rangers are flying into this country to like interview these mice to be like, <laughs> why are you trying to take down the like Sultan elephant of this land? But like they can talk to all animals, so like they're also interviewing the other elephants as well. Exactly. But the elephants are like terrified of them because like <laughs> they are also <laughs> rodents. Uh, exactly, they're like fucking terrified. So if you are very confused, go back and listen to our Chippendale, our Rescue Rangers from last yes. year. It was very fun. It was great. Indeed, it has a parallel to the human universe. Yep, that I think is happening here. But 
we don't go down that rabbit hole. Instead, <laughs> all the humans move. We'll go down the mice hole. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm so sorry. I take it back. <laughs> the mice slash chipmunk slash elephant hole. So um, instead, uh, because again, this is now possibly a national emergency that both yeah. um, the uh, Sultan was just attempted to be stampeded. So is this an assassination attempt? Mm-hmm. And two, where is the sacred elephant that without yes. it, Saul's gonna gotta rel- relinquish his control. So um, as they're moving into the palace, we do see a figure in kind of like full robes with his face covered, watching them from the jungle kind of beyond the elephant enclosure. So now in the palace, you have questions. I don't have answers. I don't have, I, I'm okay. trying to just get keep everyone in know, my there's head. There's a lot happening in this <laughs> There's episode. no room in here for questions at this point. Okay. Honestly, like, okay. good. I'm, I'm just taking what you say. Oh, like, all right, whatever. Risk Rangers, cool. Next. Cool. Got it. They're yeah. there. Awesome. Let's go. Yeah. Let's Let me add this. them to the suspect list. <laughs> <laughs> so all of um the men are discussing the situation of national security here. And it quickly falls apart into arguing because Abdullah is pointing at Mahout, Mahout because he says, this is the only person like who knows how to work with elephants and steal Singha. But mm. Charlie immediately is like, Abdullah, you are literally the royal elephant keeper. So you also know about elephants. So you also <laughs> yeah. could have made them stampede and ste- like steal Singha. So like in many of my episodes, it turns into the Spider-Man meme. They're all pointing at each other. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you know, but you, but you, you, you did it. You did it. You could you have done it. it. You, you. So nobody is to be trusted. Um, and the Sultan is like, y'all, my life is in danger. Stop bitching at each other and go get some clues and solve this crime. Mm-hmm. Get the damn elephant. We have a day to get this elephant back. So the Sultan, he can't leave the palace because his life is in literal danger. Um, So Mm -hmm. with all of the men splitting up to presumably go solve this or go about their day, we also now go to the kids splitting up to solve this crime because they obviously were eavesdropping into the situation. Mm -hmm. So we're going to start with Henry and Stanley. And Henry is chatting with their friend Sabu. So presumably... Henry's friends with Sabu because he's As the well. cousin of Prince Harim from your episode. Yeah. Who's They've Henry's met before. Yes. Exactly. They've met at family uh, reunions <laughs> family and stuff. Reunions, Harim and weddings. Over. Yeah. 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 All the things. Been over for dinner. <laughs> yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. So um, Henry and Sabu are trying to figure out like the fuck is going on. Even though Henry was told by Prince Harim to not get involved in geopolitical matters. Henry is like, my boo is off at, you know, some, I don't know, Prince Mother Race. Yeah, he's off at some other race. Grand Prix. Uh, Uh, I couldn't go this year because I was dad's weekend last time we were there. It was a whole mess. So I'm now (laughs) with dad this weekend. So my BF is not here. Bay isn't here to stop me from getting involved. <laughs> and cousin Prince Sabu does not know about this 
little lover's quarrel that's happened in the past. He's like, wait, so, what? <laughs> yeah, they're chit-chatting, trying to figure out what happens. And yes, wait, what continues to happen as Stanley comes up to them dressed as a tree. So Cousin Prince Sabu is like, this is the family that Prince Harim is trying to wife up. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you sure? I'm going to call all the cousins about this shit. Uh, we have some questions. This is why Henry is always trying to get Stanley to stop wearing costumes. It's like, Henry, I'm trying to marry into royalty here. This isn't a good my, look for us. My next line is, before Henry can be like, dude, you're embarrassing me in front of my prince friend. So yes, literally. Yeah, Henry's like, dude, they're going to not let this happen. Um, yeah. Before that happens, Stanley says that he, he just immediately launches into what's going on here. He was spying on the edge of the palace gates, kind of where it goes into jungle area okay. when, and he was as a tree, so he had to blend right. in, obviously. Yeah. When yeah. Mahout climbed Stanley <laughs> to hop over the palace walls and run okay. out. So that is pretty sus. Yes. Are you picturing Mahout climbing Stanley as a tree? No, I'm picturing Stanley <laughs> packing a tree costume into his <laughs> luggage. <laughs> he got it from the spy in the last episode. He learned yeah, yeah. you can always be prepared. You got always be disguising. You never know what always. you're going to need. Yeah. So he was It's ready. like a massive suitcase. Charlie probably has to pay so much for him. <laughs> For the luggage fees. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Luggage. Yeah. God damn it. The tree. You had to bring the tree. You had to bring the tree. Really? The tree? Yes, Dad. If I'm gonna be the master of disguise, yes. I have to have them all. I need to bring the fucking tree, Dad. <laughs> stop uh, trying to stop me from being who I am, father. I love costumes, okay? I am a master of disguise. Why can't you accept me? Okay, okay, fine. Okay, Just don't okay. tell your mom. Damn, Jesus. <laughs> Bring the fucking tree costume, Stanley. <sighs> so this is obviously raising some red flags. And so they're mm -hmm. like, how do we follow him? They just he went into the jungle. And he's yeah. not an elephant in the jungle. He's you know, a human being. That's gonna be hard to figure out. But not to worry, because like I mentioned, they're with a prince. So Saboob is like, come with me. We can, I got a plane. And like, at first Stanley is nice. like, oh, cute. Like he plays with planes. That's not going to be helpful. And then flash two, they're on a full ass airstrip with like a commercial <laughs> jet waiting for Sabu at his every command. Of course. Flash two, they're on the commercial jet with like, <laughs> like a um, flight attendant, like serving them. <laughs> like Prince Sabu is just like, Flipping through a magazine. Of course. Like normal day in the life. Yeah. Having a, some cool. champagne, some champagne, probably, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. A day in the life. Uh, yes. Um, but they are indeed doing some loops around the jungle when, uh, and Henry and Stanley are looking out and they see someone, a person riding on an elephant through the jungle. Mm. But the brush is a little too thick and they can't get low enough safely to confirm that it's Mahout or that it's Sam. Yeah. So just as casually, they 
land the plane and Henry and Stanley. Yeah. Just like, yeah, I think so. They find a clearing. Um, Yeah. They find a personal airstrip clearing (laughs) Um, and Henry and Stanley go off. I think they somehow got the Chan van there um, and they take off into like the jungle Sabu's got to get back to princely duties. And again, national emergency situation. Probably has got to call his cousin, uh, Prince Harim, to be like, one, your dad's in danger. Two, <laughs> have you done a background check on these chans? <laughs> Henry's interesting, but Stanley, but Stanley Stanley's kind of weird. You sure about them? You said he went to school with Henry? Yeah. Not here. Yeah. So, Whilst going through the jungle, they run into a railroad track that has one single huge like boxcar on it. I will say this makes sense. This is the 70s. Railroad tracks are still everywhere. This, this, you could see it. Got to get through the jungle in the country somehow. It's true. Okay. Yeah. Also, I keep saying jungle. I, it looks like a jungle. Again, I don't know what the fuck country they're in. Yeah. That's just the flora and fauna that appears. Gotcha. To be here. Thick so, trees and yeah. yes. Okay. <laughs> so um Henry and Stanley are like, this is a fucking huge. Why why is this just in the middle of the jungle? It's enormous. It's big enough to potentially house an elephant. Mm-hmm. So they nice. decide to break into it naturally. Um, and they're like, I mean, it's pretty heavy. We can't move it as if. They could have moved an empty boxcar. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. No, there's got to be an elephant in there. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that anytime I can't lift something or anytime I can't open something. Like, you're like, gotta be an elephant. package is so heavy. Yes. So you have to like get like a carrier. You're like, gotta be that elephant. I want an elephant. <laughs> gotta be it. <laughs> Naturally. Only answer. So, <laughs> so they break into it. And just a bunch of like sugar, like pounds and pounds, like it's filling up the whole thing, like pours out of it. Sugar, sugar. cocaine. Yes. <laughs> My next word, cocaine, question mark. <laughs> it pours out and completely covers Henry. Oh, uh, so, yes, is pissed and really starts yelling at Stanley. So, I think we should go throughout this episode wondering if Henry fucking high as hell on this coat and maybe stanley yeah Um, he got some of that excess i'm sure some of the extra dust just like blew up yeah just like poured out onto him like accidentally like eats a little bit of it thinking it is sugar like oh my god exactly as they're like yelling at each other because they are like it definitely is getting up there also i could all i could think about was cocaine bear the new movie (laughs) but now cocaine elephant elephant. jungle cocaine tiger That would be terrifying, actually. Cocaine like rhino. (laughs) That's a new episode of Chippendale Rescue Rangers. (laughs) Cocaine rhino. They would not make it. I don't know. They wouldn't make it. (laughs) Cocaine Chippendale? Who knows? (laughs) Cocaine chipmunks? We saw how they were on the wasn't it the uh, the fizzy cola or something? Oh yeah, like, <laughs> immediately brainwashed. Yeah, boom. Yeah. They do not pair oh, well on the with chocolate, drugs. and they're like addicted to chocolate. The chocolate that's, that's the one I'm thinking is. too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're Anyways, <laughs> so either way, they're coked up now, um, <laughs> and they get back into the Chan van. Not a good idea. Also, did they just pile all that coke into the Chan van? 
international drug trade now <laughs> uh, there's a lot there's a lot of rabbit holes i could have gone down in this episode but instead i just say them and move on <laughs> nancy is the one who like <laughs> put, the, put the hint in their mind to go check out the jungle knowing they would come across this train loaded with cocaine and would... she needed them to pick it up for her yeah. <laughs> they were like look here's the thing they're gonna skim a little bit off the top it doesn't matter we got kona enough we got to move this product before the tigers <laughs> get it you know Nancy's what saying this right <laughs> Did you know Can that the actual, like, somewhat true story that LOL Cocaine Bear is based off of happened in the 70s in, like, the yeah. jungles of Brazil? So, like, Nancy's like, I can't let that fucking happen again. Yeah. Did you hear what just happened? It's, like, in the news. Like, Nancy's <laughs> yeah. reading the newspaper. It's the headline, Cocaine Bear Loose in Brazil. She Henry, slams Stanley, it down. I need you to make a run for me. <laughs> Can we get a private jet to put it on to ensure that doesn't happen? Get Sabu to the airstrip. Yeah. This country never is about to possibly coming from a royal. Fall apart. We need to get this. We need to move this coke now. <laughs> get to the boxcar. Henry, do you have your tree costume? I mean, yes. Stanley. Put it on now. Yes, I'm sorry, okay, Nancy. Nancy. Okay. Jesus. So yes, Nancy, like always, is at the center of this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So um looking up from the tracks, um, because they're like, well, we gotta, I guess, follow the get back to the airstrip to move this product. Um, but as they are, they're coked up now, they're not thinking straight. So instead of going back to the airstrip, they follow the tracks for a little bit, get off the tracks a little bit, and run into the ruins of an old palace. Mm, okay. So naturally, again, in their coked up mind, they say, we should go in that. Let's go in there. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's Let's do go. This. You want to run? Are you hot? Is it... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sweating like bullets right now. It's really weird. Oh my God. I don't even know what to do. <laughs> Isn't the juggle? Is it just me? <laughs> Funny enough <laughs> about your statement is that when they go into this temple, it's like, you know, like full of gold and statues and they are going throughout it pretty quickly. And they happen to run into two other men who are hiding mm. in the palace who are fully covered and they start chasing Henry and Stanley through the temple. Oh no. And you know, Henry and Stanley are ready to run right <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. So they They're are not getting caught. <laughs> Everything is like in slow motion around them. <laughs> so they're booking it out of there. Like the men did not, they were not prepared. Like they were ready to chase these two trespassers, but they were not prepared to chase no. coked up two trespassers. Coked up teenagers. <laughs> you know what? There's like obviously a classic chase ensuing that I'm pretty sure at one point mm -hmm. Henry and Stanley accidentally are chasing them. You know it's because they're like, we're gonna do about it. What are you gonna do? You wanna run? Let's run, let's run, let's run right now. <laughs> and the men are like, oh God, oh what Jesus. What the hell are these kids on? <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, the middle kids gang up gotcha. and they're in the palace trying to figure out what their next move is. And this is Susie, Alan, Tom, and Anne. So while they're walking around the palace, 
again, just chit-chatting, trying to figure out their next plan of action. They run into Tien, who like doesn't quite know to do it, like what to do with these teenagers. I don't think he has any kids. So in a moment of awkwardness, he's trying to like calm them down about like, oh, don't worry. Like we're just under like a national emergency. Like it's <laughs> fine. Your dad's got it covered. Like trying All like good. clearly, yeah, putting his foot into the, his mouth of being like, you know, this is a huge fucking deal. Our Sultan almost just got assassinated. Oh God. Oh God. He's not doing good. So he does what he can only think of being like, see, look, it's cool. Relax. Here's, here's a magic trick. So oh. <laughs> he like pulls out like a napkin like my chance. or something and like pulls out a dove from it. Okay. And it's just like, see, see peace. Look. it's a sign of peace. Yeah. We're fine. <laughs> It's fine. Our, I'm just the grand vizier and has to figure out what the fuck is happening. That who's trying to assassinate my brother? And no problem. It's fine. It's fine. You're fine. We're all fine, it's right? Fine. We're good. We're good. I just like to call in our army to investigate and <laughs> invade another country that may be trying to kill us. But am I going to try and get assassinated? I'm going to see a magic major? trick, kids. <laughs> yeah. And so the that's kids. the only thing that brings him calm. He's like, I just yeah. need to do some magic. Dust. I'm so stressed. Dust. Yeah, I'm so stressed. <laughs> Yeah, he like forgot the kids were there. The self-soothing <laughs> mechanism. <laughs> um, which might actually be the case because the kids just are like, wow. And they just like kind of back away. <laughs> so they don't have to be quartered watching any more magic tricks at like by like the weird uncle at like a family reunion. Yeah. <laughs> They've like been invited to the family reunions because of Henry to like have yes. the parents meet and stuff. So like, oh God, Uncle Tien is going to fucking do magic tricks again. God, we're too old for this shit. Uncle Tien, now's not the time. You have yeah. a national emergency going on. On our hands. And they slowly back out of there. <laughs> exactly. They just kind of slowly disappear. Yeah. Um, but in reality, they kind of should have stayed and asked Tien for directions because this is a huge fucking palace and they get mm. lost as hell. They're oh like God. not paying attention. All of a sudden they kind of look up and they're like, we've never been in this wing of the palace anymore. Like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. And so they kind of just start being like, well, should we go down this corner? Like what's behind, is that room? Like, oh God, where are we? And so they open a door and bam, unfortunately, or like surprisingly, we haven't run into this beautiful trope in any of our episodes of the 70s so far what do you think uh, it is a night no i don't know they don't have a trap there, door so. oh oh of course uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> like some sort of guard what <laughs> nope uh. bam they open a door and below them door floor gives out they fall down a trap door of course but they fall into a very scary, like, underground, like, old, like, fully stone, like, tunnel that's filled with, like, bats and spider webs. Mm. And behind them where they have fallen, which I don't know how they didn't break their bones because they just fall onto stone. And it's too high for them to climb back up. So uh, who knows? Um, the power of youth. They're, They'll be they, all right. They're, yeah, they're like, they're super... yet bendable bendy exactly yeah they're fine (laughs) or something exactly and so um again behind them is kind of like a dead end just a stone wall so there's nowhere to go but forward so as they kind of like collect themselves and start going forward what we thought was a dead end wall behind them rises up 
and two armed men with again like swords they're fully covered they're the armed guards yep there's those armed guards we <laughs> got a somewhere one here baby nice <laughs> um they start chasing kids down the tunnel my oh only my note on this part while watching this scene was contractual chase ensues because <laughs> you gotta have every contract every episode gotta have right. a chase scene with some tears. gotta have one nice yes so throughout the chase through these very scary underground tunnels that curve and rise and fall and go off to different angles and different like it's like they spout out from the main tunnel they're yeah. luckily able to chase the tail of these guards and while one of these like side tunnels is filled with very scary bats it does eventually rise up and they tumble out into the old palace ruins oh so, hmm. indeed, underground tunnels. Then, yeah, we okay. have very elaborate. We have then Flip, Nancy, Mimi, Scooter, and Choo Choo, our youngest gang, who pause and they're like, "This has got to be more than a one man job to steal a fucking elephant in front of our eyes." Mm-hmm. So, we think it must have been Abdullah because he knows about elephants, but then. We need someone who could have like tricked us, like pulled the wool over our eyes as the elephant disappeared into thin air. And who have we seen disappear? That father and son snake yes. charmer duo. Mm-hmm. It was the two. Well, not the son. I don't really blame the kid, obviously, but the father and Abdu- yeah. Abdullah the are behind this. Yes. So they put Choo Choo on the case because they go back to the spot on the palace grounds where the snake charmer originally was performing and he's pulled up tent he's out of there so Mm. choo choo yes looks up and like points and starts growling after he sniffs around but also at that exact moment the father and son are riding away on like a donkey drawn carriage out of the palace (laughs) grounds so like Mm. all right choo choo and you just you just looked up and saw right. that you didn't like you weren't a tracker dog in this you didn't moment do, right you, were just you, like, you didn't do much all right hey, there. there they go yeah. <laughs> so they need to follow them but they don't have the chan van and they're children so they can't run can't fast drive to it follow. yeah they can't drive it they can't run fast enough to follow a donkey drawn carriage so yeah. for no apparent reason the animators were like all right how do we get these kids into town in a fast enough vehicle? And we cut to specifically the kids like hitched a ride on the back of like what must be like a pig truck. It's like a livestock truck, but the back of it is filled with pigs. But, like, are they going to the slaughter? Because, like, if this is an Islamic country, Muslims don't they eat pork. probably don't eat the pigs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what's happening. But the pigs are kind of cute. And I really only mentioned this because guess whose head 
pops out from the pig pen first. That's right, Nancy. Nance. Oh, Nance. <laughs> She's comfortable with these pigs. <laughs> She's like, they may not eat them here, but I'll eat them. <laughs> Here's my personal address to the hotel I'm staying at, <laughs> or my room on the palace grounds. If you could drop off some bacon on your on your Nance way home, is I'd cleaning up that. on this trick. She's on this trip. She's got her cocaine shipment <laughs> coming in. She's got all of this pork. She's like, do you know these are like two of America's favorite things? Okay, <laughs> okay. Pork. The chans are Nancy's back in business. Export business right here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like working her way to the front of the truck to like take out the driver and hijack the entire truck. Take it to the airstrip. She has one of those machetes that like one of the guards had. She's like, I won't make any trouble. Just turn off this road here. Turn off right now. Now. Get to the the airstrip if you want to ever see your family again. Oh my god! Just this honest pig farmer. Oh man, You're, but like, like you do raise such a good point, though. Like the writers have no clue what they're doing here. No. <laughs> like, not at all. That's the one thing that you would not see. Right. I, I mean, like I mean, I guess like, sure you use pigs for, for like, other things, farming but... purposes. But it like. Right. The way they were like corralled in the back of this truck very much Inhumanely felt like well, treated. Yeah, gotta take them yeah. to slaughter. And like they're not trying to keep them healthy for farming purposes. Yeah, it's like, exactly. no, they're on their way to be chopped up into bacon. <laughs> right, exactly. They're ready to be Nancy's breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow morning. Nancy is, li- is likewise ready for them to be her breakfast. <laughs> exactly. Which again, <laughs> to that airstrip, she's like, nothing like starting my morning with a little bacon and coke. <laughs> eh. Eh. Yeah, she actually sprinkles it onto the bacon. He's like, like you know how you can like, get into the coke. Yeah, you know, you can like caramelize bacon with like a little bit of sugar. She does it with cocaine. <laughs> that's how she's referred to in all of the like black market circles like the pig pen is coming <laughs> <laughs> uh, you better have her bacon literally you don't want to see her angry or without you don't want to see, see her hangry <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so eventually, I, I think the driver eventually is like, the fuck, why are there children in the back of my truck? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. I think just kicks them out in the city and is like, who the fuck are you? Stop messing with my alone strand. <laughs> yes, literally, the they're just like in the middle of this huge city now. Um, and they start, start trolling around town being like, We'll find them now. Um, but luckily, I guess. Sorry, it's just Nancy. I guess just farm animals are drawn to her. Because I don't know why I think this is so funny. Because that donkey from before but like finds Nancy and just starts licking her face. And she's like, oh, oh God, please stop. And the donkey just loves her. So apparently, farm animals just love our good Nancy. 
She's on. She's up to something. Keep yeah. going. I may. I'm working. I'm working in theory, but I want to see how this unfolds. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, um, all the other kids are like, "Oh, that's the donkey from before." And it's like, I will say, a really cute, like baby donkey. It's adorable. Aww. Um, and so then they realize they just again look up, and there's the cart that the father and son were on before, and it's kind of like parked out of like a like a marketplace, like an indoor marketplace. And so they're like, well, I must be in there. So they mm. enter quietly and they hear two familiar voices arguing and like yelling at each other about prices. And they pause for another beat, flip, like makes everyone stop for a second. And they realize that it's the voices of the snake charmer and Abdullah. Mm. And like the smart children they are, they rush into that room and start screaming at the place that's surrounded. Put their hands up. And by they, I mean flip, obviously. Okay, yeah. Is claiming mm-hmm. this, but they're all like pointing and angry. Um, and awkwardly, the the father, the snake charmer, and Abdullah are standing at a table covered in nicely folded shirts, including a pile that the snake charmer is like picking up and handing to Abdullah. And they kind of like, look at the kids and they're like, what the fuck? Like, <sighs> they were what do you what and they're like we heard you yelling about prices <clears throat> and the snake charmer is like yeah like my yeah, my wife cool. does the best laundry in the entire country and so we exclusively do the sultan's laundry so we're mm. I'm giving it back to abdullah who's here doing a side mission for the sultan to in his laundry <laughs> so the kids very awkwardly just like back out back out of there (laughs) we heard you talking about prices like yeah we're in a store (laughs) right this is my wife's store yeah read the sign (laughs) above the door okay (laughs) what you kids talking about so yeah um, children they just leave and i guess start wandering into the jungle (laughs) naturally i think actually Nancy is like, all right, I've had enough of this shit. I need to go check on my shipment. Jungle time, kids. <laughs> Let's go. We're going to the jungle. <laughs> yeah, I got to make sure that Coke was delivered to the plane that Prince Sabu is delivering for me. So on their way through the jungle, they find some elephant footprints. Um, and Choo Choo sniffs them to confirm, yep, it's an elephant. <laughs> Good job, Choo <laughs> So... They follow the footprints to the old palace. And now all the Chan kids are at the old palace ruins. Mm -hmm. Um, And as each of the groups of children enter, they all get immediately folded up into the chaotic chase scene um, Mm. with the men trying to chase the kids. That's right. The guards. Yeah. Yeah. The guards. And it seems like, yes. Wait, because there were two people chasing Henry and Stanley too. So now is it like all four of them or all you know it's really unclear how many there are but they're being chased by more than one large man yes there's definitely (laughs) at least two cool but it's unclear how many they are again i think it was the 70s the writers were also probably on coke yeah we were writing this from the perspective of henry and stanley nancy walks in and is like god damn it you two like sees the little like you never nosebleed from you stanley never use the product yeah don't get high off your own supply Why? come on guys that's uh, like our family motto i mean um what, uh, what? what's wrong with it you was guys just sugar yeah. weird 
Um, so it does seem like the guards are trying to keep the kids from getting through a certain set of doors. But the forever badass Jodie Foster mm-hmm. clocks this and is like, I'm going to fucking go through those doors. Who's going to stop me? Hannibal Lecter? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Maybe. But anyways. On his um, vacation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is actually where he went to. So, yeah. um, yes, she goes through those doors. And it's actually like this huge courtyard that has like, it's lined with stone. It has overgrown plants everywhere. And it has in a couple places along the walls, these like really huge, like red curtains, um, kind mm-hmm. of like hiding, you know, maybe windows into the inside of the palace. Like it's unclear, but, and again knows that like they're on her tail she busted down those doors she doesn't have time she starts yanking down curtains to see what's going on and of course behind the first one finds sing ha who is being a very quiet good boy elephant okay but way to go jody foster i know She's a detective well done young age (laughs) that's what sing ha says yeah (laughs) He has like the the Hannibal Lecter mask. <laughs> um, fun fact: uh, the I probably told you this before, but we um, for Dio, one of our dogs, we use like um, a lead that like goes around his nose and then like mm. around his like ears, just so like when he tugs, he kind of just turns around. And my mm. old coworkers called it his Hannibal Lecter mask. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a big ninety pound dog with like yeah. something on his nose, so people automatically assume it's like a muzzle or something. Yeah, not, but yeah. So we call it his Hannibal Lecter mask. Nice. Anyways, <laughs> the serial killer comes out, and then all the chans get murdered, and the guards do, and it's the end of the and story. That's the end of the episode. Charlie never Except found his kids, Foster. and yeah, that exactly. poor shipment of cocaine and pigs was just left in the middle of the jungle. <laughs> and that's how Cocaine Pig <laughs> became a Cocaine movie. Pigs. They got hundred pigs just like coked out in the jungle. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Perfect. So, yes, she sees Singha. Um, the cloaked men follow her in, uh, as do the other kids. Um, presumably, Henry and Stanley, still coked up, are like, we got a plan. We're going to drop a red curtain on the guards. We're going to tie them up with one of like the ropes that you use to open the red curtain. And it works. Oh, Like a lot of ideas in the 70s and 80s that were fueled by coke. Yeah, it worked, it worked out. <laughs> there was a lot that didn't. But yeah. some things did. But you know, they got they went from A to Z. Don't ask about B through Y. <laughs> they went from A to Q to 13 to Batman signal. <laughs> and they caught the guy. And they caught him. <laughs> and in that moment, Charlie Chan strolls in with oh. the Sultan, just oh, as gosh. Tien storms in holding the hoop saying that Mahout was like creeping around the palace grounds. Mm-hmm. And I will say, we did see slightly in an earlier scene that when Charlie Chan was hanging out with the Sultan, they were, you know, scouring kind of the, the grounds. Charlie just literally looked out in the jungle and was like, what are those old ruins? And the Sultan was like, yeah. it's an old palace no one uses anymore. And Charlie was like, let's go. 
So that's how they ended up there. <laughs> cool. Yes. Down for so, some sightseeing. <laughs> yeah. I want, I want to go see them. So Anne again pulls the curtain and is like, dad, I fucking found Singha. Mm-hmm. And now bird, before I get oh, to boy. the big reveal, who do you think stole Singha and put him there? You want me to run okay. through all the characters? Again? I was gonna say first, let me see if I remember other names. I'm gonna assume it wasn't the Sultan. So then okay. we've got Tien. Uh-huh. Sabu. Yep. Ab- Abdullah, Abdullah, uh-huh. whatever. What's the M1's name? His his assistant uh, Mahout. servant. Mahout. And then the two, the father and son. Father and son. Yeah. Is there anyone else on this thing? No. Okay. Got them all. I know there are so many characters in this one. And Tien and the Sultan and Charlie are the ones who just came in, right? And Mahout. And Mahout. They were holding Mahout. Yep. Abdullah was getting laundry from... Yes, and that's where the father was as well, the snake charmer. Gotcha. Okay, okay. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna go with Sabu. Okay. But if history of this show is any indication, it's uh-huh. a character we haven't met yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, Charlie looks at Anne and first says, no, Anne, no one stole that elephant right there. Because just like in the enclosure, there's no elephant there. That's exactly what you just did. It's like, <laughs> the fuck? What? <laughs> Dad, what the fuck? Are they all on cocaine? They're seeing things. <laughs> <laughs> the white elephant. Nancy's like, how'd you know my code name? <laughs> Nancy is the white elephant. Oh, okay. I need some Nancy answers. Looks yeah. at the armed guards and is like, didn't want to have to take out my own family, but they know too much. <laughs> Pulls out Damn. the machete. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just hear the <laughs> oh, like more guards coming out. Yeah. <laughs> didn't want to end this way. <laughs> so Charlie stole strolls across the courtyard saying, No, no. Here is the real Singha. And he pulls back a curtain. And indeed, we see what exactly we saw before. The same white elephant. But this one is surrounded by mirrors, which somehow refracted and reflected. And there's some lights to make it look like Singha was actually in the other side of the courtyard. Yeah, I'm going to explain it. Because it's the same setup, apparently. That was in the enclosure earlier that day to make it look like Singha was right there. When in reality, he had already been stolen from the enclosure. And Charlie says, only an accomplished magician could perform this illusion. Um... And then they all very slowly just look at Tien. (laughs) This 
skilled magician and the jealous brother mm. who immediately like straight up like armed salute revolutionary style like raises his arm up to the sky and says that he almost got away with accomplishing his dream of becoming the Sultan. So in Which reality, dream is it, Tian? Do you want to be a Sultan or a magician? TN. Which one is it? You can't have both. I think <laughs> I surmise that, yes, it was the brother who got ignored his entire life, mm-hmm. was trying to chase his dreams, but then got forced to do the shitty job of being the Grand Vizier, which again yeah. is actually the real head of state. So he yeah. had to deal with the bullshit. And in reality, I think he was like, fuck this shit. I want to be the Sultan. If I'm going to have to deal with all of this, I want the Kush life. I want to be the Sultan. figurehead. I don't want to be the one actually pulling the levers. Exactly. And I now think that not only was that part of the situation, but I think he was talked into to be the head revolutionary from the group in your past episode. Yeah. <laughs> when they tried to kidnap Tien's nephew, it didn't happen. Dream. The peace mm-hmm. treaty yeah, went down. And so they looked at Tien and they said, this is our only other way. We were going to try and overthrow your country, which I think now, if Tian had become Sultan, he would have torn up that peace treaty, gone to war immediately, possibly handed the empire to this other country that spy was working for. We simply don't know. But their plot foiled again by the same goddamn family. (sighs) So with that, cut to... The ceremony, we've got uh, the Sultan on one elephant. He's got Charlie Chan riding next to him. They're waving. They're having a good time. I will say they're riding in one of those like big baskets on an elephant that are actually horrible for elephants. You should never ride an elephant with that basket or not. Like, Don't be riding them unless, again, you're that teenager in Thailand who was just texting while sitting bareback on the elephant's head because clearly it was Mm -hmm. his pet whatever the one that again almost trampled justin and i please don't ride them (laughs) and then on the other elephant just another one you've got the entire chan band band fucking riding playing music on top of the the elephant elephant. oh yeah baby there's a drum set up there yes there's everything up there they're jamming nail the drums in (laughs) they're interestingly singing again a really catchy tune it's basically about blackmail, which is very interesting. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. In like more romantic, quote unquote, poppy, early 70s uh-huh. tunes. And then most importantly, though, at, in front of this parade of elephants and royals, we have Lil Choo Choo, who's dressed up as an elephant. He put on like little like twigs with like giant leaves to look like his Aww. ears. And then on his nose, he's got like a giant sock that he's blowing into. Aww. And like the elephants are like hanging onto his tail. Like he's following the parade. him along. Aww. Yeah, and it was so cute. And that's the end. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Wow. And yet again, yep. another country, Journey. the same country saved, it, yes. perhaps. Yes. Um, by this the chance. This episode arc is uh, intense. I was trying to think, I had to look up 
um, what years Harry Houdini lived. <laughs> Thank you. Is in it my like mind, 1800s? He died in 1926. Yeah. So, um, so it's been yeah. a long it, he, before this show, but in my mind, I was thinking yeah. like, yes, that enemy nation, they had to like, they had to bribe Tien with something so great. Like, look, you'll become Sultan, but we'll give you whatever else you want. What do you want? He's like, bring me Harry Houdini. <laughs> but in reality, it was like all of Harry Houdini's <laughs> notes from like yes, there you go. all of his like tricks and that kind of stuff yeah. and like this country has it and so yeah that's the blackmail that they were like Boom. yes like, nobody's we'll laid eyes on this except whatever you want for our country and he was like fine yes. i'll give you the country give me the notes give me his notes i want oh, to be the greatest sultan and magician who ever lived who's ever <laughs> lived and they almost ooh, they almost got away with they it almost but, got him man wow I also i'm imagining now that like because not all of the family is in the band. It's like just kind of the older kids. Yeah. So like the younger kids are probably like watching the parade and that kind of stuff. But notably, we never saw Prince Sabu or Nancy again. So oh. I like to think in the background of the pool, like Brady just hear an airplane. <laughs> Take off. Sabu's driving. Nancy is like in the co-pilot She's seat. in the She's- back. She's got like the big like earmuffs on and like shades, like the aviator shades (laughs) with a clipboard just going through the supply. I was going to say either that or yeah, like Sabu's driving and he's got that and Nancy's just slowly turning around, eating a piece of bacon, like turning around like (laughs) a la like every evil villain. Just eating a piece of bacon, like with her stash of coke all around her. There's like a baby pig in her lap that she's like petting <laughs> instead of a cat. Or since Choo Choo's busy leading the parade, she's like petting a pig while eating bacon. And you just see like bricks of cocaine she's behind cold. her. Yes. Right in front of that pig. There's like armed guards sitting all around her, like wearing like like camo type gear with like all the ammo like strapped across their chest, holding these massive like AK 47s. She's got like whoever the buyer or like the coke is is like on his knees in front of her, like like begging for the price and like or like whoever like the delivery was. And he's watching her eat the bacon, being like, "Oh God, she has my family. She has my family." And she's like, Please. "This bacon." This was the mother of this pig right here. <laughs> and he's like what crying, like, please, I'll give you anything. Even worse, it's like she's like unwilling to make a deal with him. So her, her guards like open the plane door. He's like, please, please, you know. She's like, open the hatch. <laughs> Get him out of my sight. You know what country we're over right now? Columbia, filled with my oh. personal cocaine bears. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you Good thought that luck. was an accident? <laughs> Open the hatch. <laughs> Good luck. Hasta la vista. Oh, bacon. my gosh. Yeah, wow. When was Pablo Escobar taken over <laughs> down there? Was it the 70s? I fucking hope so, because it will, it, make, it will make this make all the more sense. The She's actually helping him bring of? Nancy. The She's helping elephant. him bring his hippos in. <laughs> <laughs> There were no hippos in Colombia yes, before he Escobar. Had hippos on his property. There's like now they're like overrunning. Yes, they're like decimating the ecosystem in this like, part of Colombia. Drops one hippo by parachute. The man Fun is like fact, strapped to it. It started with like eight, and there's like a hundred hippos there yes. now in this part of the country that are like fucking yeah. stuff up. But yes, yes, like they're not supposed to be there. The hippos uh-huh. were there as like 
uh, like Pete, like um, a sign of goodwill from the white elephant, aka Nancy. <laughs> she dropped them to Pablo once, being like, "Yeah, I'm good for it. I this can get you truce. anything you need. Yeah. <laughs> anything. You have your territory. I have mine. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you're good for it. <laughs> so am I <laughs> eating the bacon? bacon. <laughs> That's our calling card. There's just crumbs of bacon <laughs> and jelly donuts." The white elephant was here. Oh, oh God. Oh, shit. Get your men together. Fuck. Get your I'm men. Fucked. Secure the premises. Get the AK-47s. We're so yeah. fucked. You see, She's like, spotlights all over the place. Like, <laughs> the alarms going off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. That was amazing. Let me say, um, your episode ended in a way that will perfectly lead us, oh, segue God. us into next week's episode. Not this so much the white episode elephant. arc <laughs> from yours last week to this one to I don't even know if I want to know next week, we'll, but I we'll see next wait. week. It's it's a more lighthearted end of it, thankfully. Yeah, we'll okay. not the white elephant part, but we'll come back next week to see how uh, this this episode leads us right in. But anyway. Okay. Awesome. Well, between now and next week, who should our lovely viewers tell about this show? Oh, gosh. Tell an elephant keeper, I suppose. I've got to admit, though, I mean, at least if you're listening in the States, that pretty much limits you to the zoo. Yeah. Uh, Maybe a circus. I hope not, but maybe Uh. a circus. Yeah. Sometimes you see them at the Renaissance festivals and stuff. Oh. Hopefully not anymore, but sometimes yeah. find an elephant keeper though. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a lot better answer. I was gonna say tell a Coke dealer. Okay, also that. <laughs> but Honestly, don't there's a lot more of those in America than there are elephant keepers. So <laughs> you're better off. You're better Mm -hmm. off following Grace's suggestion. You know what? It's easier. We're going to get more likes and subscribes if you go with that suggestion than the Elephant Keepers, all five of them in the country. Yeah, exactly. So, um, great. With that, we'll see you next week. Next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Saturday Morning Mysteries. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate, review, leave us a like, and drop a comment. We post episodes every Saturday and bonus tune tangents whenever we feel like it. So please subscribe so you don't miss the shenanigans. And if you want to follow us on YouTube, click the bell under the YouTube subscribe button to receive notifications when new videos are posted. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, we have no idea what you're listening to us on. So just hit the big subscribe button on whatever app you're using. We we believe in you. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at SatmornMist, all the abreeds, and let us know if you have any episode or show requests by emailing SaturdayMorningMysteries at gmail.com. Thanks to Jenna Kendall for the logo design and to Ava Sakiki for the music used during this week's episode. See y'all groovy kids next week on Saturday Morning Mysteries.